Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Sanderson Farms Champion 2020. This is a good show tonight. We are fresh off a hot week, hitting 100 to 1 Hudson Swafford first round leader bet and 150 to 1 Hudson Swafford outright winner bet. Huge week for Tour Junkies, huge week for our listeners. Thank you guys so much. This episode presented to you by our friends at fantasynational.com slash TJ or use promo code TourJunkies. Tell them where you heard about it. Get your 20% off any membership, weekly, annually, monthly, whatever you want. Get your 20% off. That's where we go to for all of our stats, all of our information, ownership data, lineup builders, optimizers, betting tools, all the PGA Tour stats. Now with Corn Ferry Tour stats, all on Fantasy National. It's the tool we've used for three or four years. Go join. Go sign up today. Tell them Tour Junkies sent you or use fantasynational.com slash TJ to get it done. We're going to break down the Sanderson Farms Championship, our picks, our fades. We lose Pat in the middle of this thing because his internet goes down. I keep the show going. Pat comes back in. We make fun of him while he's gone. It's a good time. And I tell you about two Corn Ferry Tour players that tell you that I talked to in the last week that tell you that Will Zalatoris is not the best player on the Corn Ferry Tour. And I'm going to tell you who is and who has some value this week at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Enjoy the podcast. Let's get to it. Oh, baby, Pat. It is a good week. Cheers to you, sir, in celebration Cheers of our you. sweet prince, Hudson Swafford. I am drinking straight tequila to kill you. I plan on this right eye being re- almost shut by the end of this podcast tonight, baby. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I mm. would like to see that. Um, yeah. But, plan it uh, to kill you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that can happen after a big weekend like we had, right? It can happen, man. Coming fresh off a huge week. Pat got it started by nailing Hudson Swafford as the first-round leader on Thursday at 100-1. to one. He tied with three other players. Some, some websites have dead heat policies there, and you would get 25-1 to one at that number. Some don't. And, but either way, it was a great way to start the week. Great mm-hmm. call by Pat. But we were on Hudson. We were on Hudson. All, I, I talked him up on the podcast. I talked him up on the, t, on the uh, TJ After Dark show on DraftKings YouTube last week. And then wrote him up in the betting card, and boom, 150 to 1. Excuse me, boom, 150 to 1. He pulls it out. It was an incredible sweat. I paced for the last hour and a half of the – at one point I, like, stopped myself. and Look at my life. What am I doing? I am pacing mm. around – the living room ignoring my family and my new dog because I'm watching Hudson Swafford try to choke this thing away at the Corrales Punta Cana. You know, like everyone else in the, on the planet was watching the NFL or gardening or whatever else you could possibly be doing on a Sunday. Not me. I, I was, you and I both were sweating it. Of course, you also had a McCumber uh, late Wednesday night tip. So we just needed yeah. Mackenzie Hughes to get the hell out of Dodge. That's what we And did. once he did, I made it kind of easy on you. The sweat was you over did. for either one of us. Yes, it was. Um, so officially, DB's Big Balls betting card on tourjunkies.com that is free for everyone is now up 30 units since the restart of uh, the PJ Tour season, which I'm counting as the new season, which was technically the Safeway, then the U.S. Open than the the Corrales last week. So three events in, up 30 units. If you don't read the betting card, you got to read it. Like it's just it, – it basically it's me saying if all you were going to do is spend $50 betting on golf, here's how I would allocate your $50. And that's all. Um, so it was a huge week for us. Love me some Hudson Swafford. And also just good to see the guy win. He's a dog. We're, we're, adult, we're dogs. Good to see a bulldog journeyman you know of sorts who hasn't won in a while get his second victory full FedEx Cup status too so good for him it was uh it was fun man it was a good thing to watch happen um and we had a bunch of listeners do well a bunch of people tailed the bet but we had a bunch of listeners who 
place really well in DFS. Our boy Josh Kistler, who I see is already in the YouTube chat. Holla, Josh. Holla at you. Um, we had some good hits in there. I think Tim had a Tim. Uh, is it Tim Gaiman? I think he had a big. I think he had a big week. I could be lying. We had a bunch of Nut Hut members have some big weeks. Um, a couple five-digit winners. The Hudson Swafford call definitely helped. We had a sharp nut hutter. In fact, it was Tim Gaiman who brought up some interesting stats on Sean O'Hare on the, in the nut hut on Wednesday night that tipped a lot of people onto Sean O'Hare who no one was on Sean O'Hare. He's like $6,400. He played great. Like he top 15 or top 12 or something. Um, so just a great week for the tour junkies uh, contingent. I was very happy about it. Um, it was a lot of fun. So we got it, you know, the victory laps with with things like that come few and far between. You gotta you gotta you gotta make the lap toot the horn when you can. Yeah, gotta take the lap. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, really wish I didn't have to split that Hudson Walk Swafford. Uh, yeah, first round leader, but that's yeah. okay. You know. Yeah. Um, but man, he gave us a special feeling this week. You know, special right in my middle area. You know, for I mean Thursday. We're just, you know, after Thursday, we're playing with house money. And then it's just watching him close it out on Sunday. You know, special place in my heart for a little bit for my our, our sweet Hudson Swafford, old Huddy. I also can't believe for people watching on – I can't believe people are watching this live on YouTube right now because the Chiefs and the Ravens are playing right now. What are people doing? I don't even understand. If, if I were – I would not be watching this at this time. But people are I probably wouldn't be either. Maybe they yeah. have multiple TV setups. They though, probably do. And they could put, do. you know, us on YouTube and, you know, they're using YouTube TV maybe or something else. They can put us yeah. up on one, you know, yeah. have a game on another on one. Well, uh, it, it's it's going to be another good week. I'm excited about it. Th- these are the events that you can really take advantage. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We've been banging the drum. You know, we talked about it on the radio show uh, that we're doing in Atlantic City on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. If you didn't know, now you know. Me and Pat have a weekly one-hour show every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey on 1490 AM Sports Betting Radio called Golf Nut Nation. And we've been talking about it there, too, just saying, like, these are the events that aren't sexy. There aren't a lot of names, but you just don't have – the big gap in talent. So anybody can come up and, and jump up and win this thing. The event this week, we've had six first time winners in a row at the Sanderson Farms Championship. So sometimes with these fall swings, even though a lot of the bigger names are dropping in these fall events every now and then because they want to have some FedEx Cup points going into January, for the most part, these are still really weak fields. And I know it's not sexy and I know it's, you know, it, it may be a little more work because you have to familiarize yourself with this player pool. But it is worth it if you're grinding out, trying to, you know, make profits in, in betting on golf. If you're trying to make a long-term profit, I think these are, the, these are the grinded out weeks in the fall where you can really get yourself off to a nice start. Totally agree. You're I just mean, zoned I'm, out. I'm sorry. Am I talking to me? Am I boring you already? Do I need to sip faster on the tequila? Maybe sip a little faster. Uh, I'm going to do the same and, um, you know, Maybe to just talk more about winning bets and stuff like that. Oh Lord, but Ned yeah. is Ned is watching us driving in his car. Jeez, Ned, Ned, be careful, bud. Right, don't don't do have that. an accident. Don't yeah. have an accident. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, these these are good weeks. I'm excited about it. We've got the Sanderson Farms Championship tonight. Let's talk about it, Pat. Let's talk about the golf course, the key stats. Then we're gonna get into our DFS plays, some strategy there. Uh, our, our boy Scotty Scheffler coming back after the old Corvid went up and got him. So um, let's let's learn a little bit about Country Club of Jackson. We in Mississippi, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Mississippi State, by the way, taking down LSU over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, I, we um, appreciate that as Bulldog fans. Yeah, we I'm, appreciate I'm okay that. With that. As bad as our dogs looked, at least uh, we had that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Country Club of Jackson. It's a great course, kind of an old classic style course. It is a par 72, playing almost 7,500 yards. We've got 144 players in the field this week. T65, as always, will uh, and ties will make the cut. You know, of course, as I mentioned, it's kind of an old-school feel. has a kind of a Donald Ross-like look to it, even though he did not design it. Um, you've got relatively small kind of raised greens with some runoffs. Um, that, in general, makes me look at, at strokes gained approach. Um, 
You've also got Bermuda grass, tee to green. So we're back on Bermuda this week after the paspalum we had last week in Mexico. Uh, but these greens are relatively easy. I mean, there's not a whole lot of undulation. Um, they're not going to get them very quick uh, by tour standards. So should be pretty easy to, to you know, to, to put on these greens. It is fairly tight, though, off the tee. Um, but you've seen in the last couple years a little bit of a trend because, you know, you look at like 2015 through 2017, you had winners like Malnati, Gribble, Ryan Armour, who we'd love to – we call Ben Little basically Ryan Armour, uh, yeah. Chalk Bomb Ben, yeah. uh, because just hits he fairways. He plays golf like Ryan Armour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of years with Cam Champ and Sebastian Munoz winning – I mean, it has been – they have just bomb and gouged this course a little bit. So the game has changed, I, I think, with this course. I do still look at – want to look at the ball strikers and your guys that are accurate off the tee. But I think Cam Champ kind of gave it a – you know, it's kind of like almost like – I wouldn't – let's not compare Cam to Bryson. But, you know, Cam did sort of give a little bit of a blueprint to be able to bomb your way around this course and win out here. And the key is definitely on these par fives. They're actually relatively difficult par fives by tour standards this week. And so if you're scoring well on the par fives, hence maybe having a little bit of distance, you're going to have a good shot to win this week. Typically we see around 18 under, 19 under win, just like we saw last week. So you're definitely going to have to score. I'm looking at course history. I'm looking at form. I mentioned par five scoring. I think strokes gained off the tee shows well. If you look at the last couple of years, the guys up in the top 10 off the tee, they were you know, or in the top 10 as far as the finishers were all up there in strokes gained off the tee and also approach. Um, so those are kind of the two main stats there that I'm looking at. Uh, I mentioned all the past champions. So uh, there you go. That is the uh, quick rundown, DB. Any thoughts? concerns I, I had a thought dishes. while you were talking because i'm thinking about this tequila and i gotta go i'm getting up in, in the morning to do the gym thing so i wanted to go grab my holistic cbd and get ready to recover um are you gonna or, put that in your tequila you, you, well yeah i mean this is what you do you take the holistic cbd you pull out the little stick and it's uh, water soluble you can literally put it in anything coffee water alcohol whatever it's just a little stick of cbd and you just pop it like and then you pour it in your tequila and then you just you just stir that you just stir it up and then you take it and it starts working so this will help me recover better tomorrow but anyway our friends at holistic cbd are you got limited time if you if you want a cbd hitter you got limited time to keep taking advantage of the promo code tj25 gets you 25 percent off anything you order on holisticwellness.com that is holistic h-o-l-i-s-t-i-k dot uh, wellness.com uh, promo code tj25 for the 25 percent off but we've been using these things i got them for like digestion recovery beauty sleep and stress those are the ones they start working very soon because they are water soluble just put it in any beverage just stir it around very little taste to it so it doesn't affect really the taste of what you got going on and it dissolves pretty quickly mm. yeah and just gets right in the old in the, the old re- bloodstream the recovery ones are, are kind of my my go-to. go-to i'm having to recover a lot um from various <laughs> things um stress is one yeah. like yeah. i like to do that like right before i'm about to play around because i don't want to be all jittery and stuff jittery. On, the, on the first tee and on the putting green yeah, we need to make sure, you know, my member guest is next week. Um, we need to make sure that you have plenty of those stress sticks uh, and recovery sticks on on hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to need to have those. I like this. My favorite is actually the sleep ones because sometimes, like, I don't know, I, I guess just getting old. Like, sometimes for no reason at all, I just wake up in the middle of the night and I'm wide awake. And I'm, like, thinking about where my birth certificate is or what the – you know, if what is my – prostate okay like all i think about all these random things in the middle of the night so the sleep one kind of helps me just just go on and stick in the old rim you know what i mean anyway uh holisticwellness.com h-o-l-i-s-t-i-k wellness.com promo code tj25 it's your last chance get that hitter get that cbd hitter all right um pat i don't have any other thoughts about the golf course other than 
I do think you mentioned kind of a changing of tides in terms of the player that can succeed here and what Cam Champ and Sebastian Munoz proved to us the last couple of years. In fact, I even think Cam Champ is quoted as saying, you know, he basically realized that he would just rather be in the rough and have a shorter club at this course because the greens are receptive enough that you can do that. They're, they're not small greens. Um, they're, they're not super undulating green so uh you know i think he proved that but i don't think distance is a i think this is the key distance is an advantage as it always is but unlike a lot of courses i don't think it's a prerequisite i think you can i think you can be a little shorter and still succeed here i think similar to last week this does come down to a lot of a lot of guys who are very comfortable putting on bermuda and scrambling out of bermuda um but, you know, I look at this and think six, in a, six times in a row we've had first-time winners. Um, six times in a row first-time winners at this event. It can happen. Uh, and, and, and even though we're getting a little bit better field this, this week, I still don't see it much different than I did last week where there's just not a, a huge gap, uh, you know, between the top tier and, and down below. So especially in terms of betting, like, I'm going to be living again in that mid-range to long, long range. I, I just think anybody could come up and play well here in this 19, 20 under event. But I'm definitely leaning distance, leaning Bermuda specialist um, scores. Obviously, ownership's going to be a thing. Um, we'll talk some lineup strategy and, and, and structure here in a second. But um, yeah, I, so I think that's it for me. I think that's it for me in terms of the course. You ready to? Uh, you ready to get this going? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's talk DFS picks uh, in the 10K and above range. uh, Sorry, 9K and above range. We're going to give you three tournament plays, a cash play, and a fade. Um, I am going to – I'll start here. Scotty Scheffler starts it up top at 11-4. Pretty, you know, significant boost in price over the next man down, which is Louis Oosthuizen, who has withdrawn. Louis Oosthuizen, as of Monday afternoon, has withdrawn. So, um, Thank you for letting me know that. Yes, you're welcome. Um, Scotty Scheffler, pretty high priced. You know, we haven't seen him since since uh, before the U.S. Open because he did test positive for COVID, but he's just been playing outstanding. And he's played here twice, a couple of good finishes here. You know, one thing to think about, too, that I was, I was thinking through is like, and I think you see it with some of the first-time winners like Gribble, um, uh, Cam Champ. We've seen in the past that Corn Ferry graduates, which this is a weird year, but Corn Ferry graduates can come up and play really well here. This is not much different than a, you know, a really good Corn Ferry field. So it goes back to, you know, I don't think you, you need to be afraid to play, uh, you know, somebody that, that came off a of Corn Ferry tour or is having success. We're going to talk about Will Zalatoris, I'm sure, Davis Riley, those kind of players. Uh, and there's others in the field. So um, Scotty Scheffler was one of the best Corn Ferry was the best corn berry player tour when he came out and he came out and played well here. So um, he's not a, not a guy that, you know, it's very tough for me to justify paying up for that in this field. I may do it as of right now. It's not a guy I'm leaning on playing. Um, I'm going to go down to Sung JM though. I really like Sung J here runner up lost in the playoff here. I believe last year to Sebastian Munoz. Uh, Sung J comes in at 10, five. Best putting surface is by far Bermuda, which uh, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, that, that he's, he is putting well on Bermuda and has. You know, coming off a T22 at the U.S. Open, a T11 at, at uh, the Tour Championship, where he had a kind of a rough run there. You know, ninth place finish at the Wyndham. But before that, his restart was not fantastic. But I like where Sung Jae is at. He checks some boxes in terms of, you know, scoring on par fives. And he's just pretty good at almost everything. We know Sung Jae's a good ball striker. So I like the 10-5 price tag. I think a lot of people are going to pay up for Scheffler. And then I think a lot of people are probably going to go ahead and go on Will Zalatoris again, which, you know, Zalatoris came up and had a great Sunday. And this is the thing about him. He, he said it, you know, at the end of the day on Sunday, he said, my back was against the wall. That may be why I played better on Sunday because he was not doing great. And I don't know where he finished in terms of DraftKings points scored last, last week. Obviously, he finished eighth in the tournament or something. Was he, was he eighth? Was he eighth? Was that what it was? He was eighth, uh, yeah. Yes. He finished eighth in the tournament. I, I, it would not shock me if he finished a little worse than that in DraftKings scoring. So, in terms of was it worth playing him or not, I don't know. I, I think it – Maybe it was a wash. Um, 
I don't know. Are you trying but, to make a case for why I shouldn't have I shouldn't have made that call last week? Yes, yes. I'm trying to I'm trying to say why I was correct. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I actually think we were both just it, it just was very neutral. He had to pay up for him. He's a top price guy. Had he finished top if he, if he's top five in DK scoring, I, I probably it was probably worth it. But I doubt he was. I just don't. He was not actually. What what was he? Do you know? If I'm looking at this right, he was in the he was 39th. And DK scoring? Which doesn't seem like I'm looking at this right. But I'm looking at last four rounds on Fantasy National. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I hate it less if you want to play him this week because you get a little price break. The thing that I love the most is none of the stats. It's none of the recent fin- – it's just that he is recognizing that he has a chance to stay his ass off the Corn Ferry Tour and keep staying on yeah. the PJ Tour if he keeps – He's got a lot of this. motivation this week. He's got a lot of motivation. That That's what it boils down to. So, it's like, how much do you believe – now, he may have some fatigue. He's, he's played a lot of golf. He's a young kid, so I'm not saying that that's not there. But, you know, it's got to be mentally – and physically somewhat draining to keep doing what he's doing. Um, so I don't know. I guess it just depends on your own gut feel as a player when you're, when you're making your selection. I don't know. For me, I don't know that I'll pull the trigger. I'm going to go Sung Jay. Uh, I'm going to go with Sam Burns, who I, I think – I'm sorry, Sam Burns is my cash play. So I, I think Sam Burns and cash is a lock. Ball striking's there. Form is there. History's there. Bermuda's there. Great Bermuda player. Sam Burns and Cash all day long. I think I might pivot to Doc Redman in tournaments. I think he'll be a little lower on than Sam. I love the ball striking. He's pretty neutral on Bermuda. Uh, he's got top five, top win upside, honestly. I mean, would it shock you if come Monday night next week we're talking about Doc Redman being a first-time winner on the PJ Tour at this event? Uh, no, not at all. It would not. Um, and then my third tournament play is going to be – and this is where I think I'll have a little bit of leverage, is going to be Dylan Fratelli. I, I don't – so Fratelli is like middle of the road in terms of Bermuda. He's, he's, he's okay. But the form has been pretty, pretty solid since the restart. Here's his performance since the restart. First event back he played was the work day. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Charles Schwab, miscut. Finished eighth at the Heritage. Then he went miscut, miscut. But then he went 22nd, 18, 33rd at the PGA, miscut at the Northern Trust, 33rd at, at Olympia Fields at the BMW. He just kind of does everything pretty solid. And, I, you know, played, played the Sanderson Farms twice, finished T6 last year. And I think a lot of people are going to see that name and go, why am I paying $9,300 for Dylan Fratelli? And I just think he's going to go fairly low owned, unless a lot of other people are talking him up too. So, I think Fratelli, Burns, and M are my tournament plays. Uh, I'm sorry, Fratelli, Doc, and M are my tournament plays. Burns is my cash. My fate is going to be Adam Long. We, we saw Adam in the final group, had a chance to win the thing. Thank God he didn't. Uh, that would have really ticked me off. Adam, not a very short, not, not a very long hitter. Um, in fact, also, I don't know how much you've watched Adam Long. He seems slow to me. Was he slow to you? Or maybe it's because yeah. I was like sweating the whole thing and I was pacing. I'm like, hit the ball, hit the hit the ball, Adam. I think he's not, always been a little bit slow, to be honest. Yeah, not, nice guy. We wrong. we met him. It's I think it was Sea Island. We met nice guy, but dang, like pick up. Let's 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 pick up the pace a little bit, Adam. I, I don't I don't know that for the price and for maybe a little recency bias coming off of uh, you know final final group there. He did have a good U.S. Open. I don't know. I just – I don't love the Adam Long – I don't love the Adam Long price. I don't love the Adam Long upside. I don't see him as much as a scorer. Um, he's pretty pretty benign, actually, like, bottom half in, like, greens and regulation and strokes gain on par fives and driving distance. He really only checks a box, like, irons, approach play. He's pretty good there. He's not a standout in Bermuda. So, I just think I'm going to pass on Adam Long. Wow. Okay. Well, this is going to be very short for me in this, oh. this range, because as we mentioned all the time, we do not talk about our picks, but they are very, very similar this week. Um, M was my top play uh, over 10 K. So for all the reasons that you said, I had Sam Burns as a GPP play 
Um, but I could see playing him in cash. I like him either way. Um, I think he's going to be very – I think he may be top three most popular players. So, yeah. if you want to eat and that was, chalk, eat it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But So, I do like Sam Burns. I was not really on him last week. Um, I, I thought that there – and he didn't really – I wouldn't say he returned back. Where, where was he, like T21 last week? T28? So, not really that great last week. but He had a I, really I bad like, third round. Really bad yeah, third I, round. I like him more this week. So, Sam Burns for sure. And then Fratelli was my other GPP play. So, I was kind of hoping I would sneak that one in on you, but obviously I did not. Um, my cash play is Chez Reby. I mean, I think at 9,100, you're getting a guy Ooh. who's a proven tour player. Um, I know he's not – doesn't have the distance that these other guys have, but he has the profile of what typically does play well on this course. He has that profile. Hits fairways, hits greens. You know, I, I think Chez Reby is – you know, and you look at his – you know, he didn't play well at the U.S. Open, but that's not really a course for him. I, I wouldn't expect him to, but at the safe way, he was T3. So I think as far as uh, you know, he's. I think you get some low ownership on that. I, that's a decent pivot pivot play. So I, I like him, um, and then my fade's going to be the defending champion Sebastian Munoz, who we've seen play extremely well lately. He's a fade for me at ninety eight hundred. I just don't think we're going to get the value that you need out of him. You know, you look at the stats. Um, I mean, he's definitely got the distance here. Um, I kind of like but, Munoz. You what? I kind of like him. I mean, I, I, I'm just not. You know, he's he's 86 in the field in approach, 77th in ball striking, he's 98th in par five scoring, which I mentioned is something that I'm I'm big on this week. So I know he's played well, and I think the reason that I'm going to look at fading him is I wonder where if if because we've seen him play so well leading up to this tournament, you know, he made the tour championship, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I believe made the cut at the U.S. Open, but didn't really do much on the weekend, but nobody did. Um, I wonder where his ownership's going to be. And if I see a little bit higher ownership on, on him than I'd like, then I'm, I'm going to fade him. So he will it's, – it's, it's sort of like a, a wishy-washy fade. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's my fade this week in, the, in this category. But everything else, I, it's, we're pretty much in agreement there. Okay. All right. Hey, um, shout-out Devin Davis watching live on YouTube, just super chatted us $10. Devin must be a millionaire. He, he, I think he's, I think Devin's actually a millionaire because no one has ever chatted us $10. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, it, that's too much money for, we are a much cheaper product than $10. He must've hit like, but thank maybe you. he hit, hit the, uh, maybe, maybe he hit, hit the, the Swafford bet, bet. The Swafford bet. Yeah. Hopefully he did. Um, um All right. Why don't you hit us? I love the 8K range, um, but why don't you? Well, hit we only that got 11 and... guys here, so it is a little bit harder to to choose if you're doing what we do and kind of drilling it down. But um, David, who do you think I'm going to start with in the 8K range at 80? Well, I'm not even going to give you the price. Okay, uh, you are going to start with Bud Cowley. Bud Cowley at 8,700. Wish it was a little bit cheaper than that, but look. The stats check out. He's second around the green. Checks the box off the tee. He's top 40 in approach. He's 12th in proximity. Checks the box in par five scoring. I like some Bud Colley this week. We've seen him play, you know, pretty well this year. Looking at, uh, um, you know, he played – he was top 15 at the Safeway Open. Um, let me look at – let me pull the course history here. Uh no really course course history here, but I don't care about that. I just I like Bud Collie. I you know I'm a big fan of Bud Collie, so I'm going to yep, play him this week at 8700. I think he's going to have. He's low a Bermuda ownership. guy for sure. He's yeah, he thrives and I think he's going to have low ownership. He always does. So I will play him. Another guy that I like this week, down kind of near the bottom at 8100, finished T28 here last year, which is Cam Davis. Oh, give me all like week. lather me up in Cam Davis for, to this week, like. Yeah. Just put it all on me. Like this is a turn on some John Legend. Like I will just I will just soak up in the Cam Davis. I you knew I was gonna love Cam Davis this week. I had Give me eighty one hundred Cam Davis. I mean, I, okay, play the name game with me here, Pat. We don't do this often. Play the name game. Give me Cam Davis, or you pick another name higher than Cam Davis, and I will tell you if I want Cam Davis or that other name. Okay, Cam Davis or. Do you want me to stay in the 8K range or like even? No, I can go, go, the... go. The sky's the limit. Okay. 
Cam Davis or Corey Connors? Cam Davis. Cam Davis or your boy Luke List? Uh, Cam Davis. Cam Davis or Will Zalatoris? Cam Davis. Cam Davis or Scotty Scheffler? Uh, I, I, what I'm doing is Scheffler there. I'm answering this just head to head, not anything to do with DraftKings, just head to head. I think I think the only two people head to head I like better than Cam Davis this in, out of the entire field. Maybe three people, three three people would be Scheffler, M, and Sam Burns. That's it. Mm-hmm. Freaking well, love Cam Davis. There's a lot of reasons to love him. He's been playing extremely well lately, and he checks literally all the boxes that you want this week. He's 14th in the field off the tee. Checks the box in approach, ball striking. He's six in par five scoring. I mean, literally anything you really want with from a player this week, Cam Davis is is that guy. So I think he is a fantastic play. I like him in GPPs. Um, I mean, honestly, like so our our buddy our buddy uh, uh, um, on on the YouTube's uh, he says this show is, should be was brought to you by Cam Davis. You know what? We'll go ahead and do that. Actually, um, thank you guys for, for watching, listening. This show is brought to you by Cam Davis. You need to make sure you follow at Cam Davis Golf and uh, tell them that the Tour Junkies sent you. And thanks for tell, tell them, send him a tweet and tell him thanks for sponsoring the Tour Junkies podcast. It's at That's Cam Davis Golf on Twitter or on Instagram. He's Cam underscore Davis 77, which is a terrible. He needs – we need to work on his handle situation. But Cam underscore Davis 77 on Instagram. But either way, reach out to Cam and Tom. Thanks for sponsoring the Tour Junkies podcast. Yeah. Um, so, for cash, I'd probably go Cam Davis too. I mean, I think yeah. – I like Bud Colley and cash, but I think for Cam Davis is just across the board. I, I just love him in this range. My fade's going to be Siwoo. Siwoo! Mm. I think he's going to check some boxes for you. And um, I just, I'm doing this for you, the listener, because I never get Siwoo right. So I'm going to fade him this week. And you probably should play him. And you might win money and I'll lose money, but it's, it, it'd be my, my, my fault. Um, but Bermuda grass is by far his worst surface to put on. Um, T61 here last year, missed the cut in 2016. Uh, I just – I don't really – I don't like it. I think um, – I don't I don't think he's going to have a ton of ownership because Cebu really never does. Um, but I just don't even want to be tempted to play him. And so I'm going to stick – just plant my flag, but I will not play Cebu this week. Mm. So he's the fade for me. Okay, well, I guess I'll start at the controversial spot, and that is my tournament play. One of my tournament plays in this range would be Mr. Siwoo Kim. Um, <laughs> love the win equity that I get with Siwoo here. Now, he does suck on Bermuda when you look at the stats. However, he won at the Players' Championship on Bermuda. He should have won the Wyndham back in, back like in August, and I'm pretty sure the Wyndham is Bermuda. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait, I thought me, the Wyndham was bent. It may be bent. Let me look. Right, let me look real quick. Because uh, don't they play? Isn't that at Sedgefield? Nope, they're Bermuda. Okay. It is at Sedgefield. Uh, Should have won there. I, I just. But it's different. It's a different Bermuda. They get Sedgefield, and they get the Players Championship greens much quicker than they typically have these greens. Like, yeah, maybe quicker, but I mean they're they're still grainy Bermuda. I mean, I, anyway, that that's not a big deal. Like, that's not a big reason why I'm playing him. I'm playing him because I think at 8-4 and probably, like you said, low-owned, um, a p- terrible history here at the Sanderson. But distance, par-5 scoring, uh, checks the box. He's third in this field over the last 24 rounds and opportunities gained. Proprietary stat on Fantasy National. If you don't know what opportunities gained is, it's basically how many times in regulation – or under regulation, 
a player hits it within 15 feet of the hole being either on the green or on the fringe. So that basically means like they're giving themselves eagle and birdie opportunities. And Siwoo is third in this field over the last 24 rounds and doing that 10th in the field in strokes gained approach. He's a bomber. He's aggressive. We've seen that work the last two years. And I just, I, I love that I could get Siwoo run away with this version. Now he is likely to also be Siwoo trunk slam Friday or like basically be out of it by Thursday. Like that is very possible, but that is the kind of upside I want here in tournaments I don't feel as good about him in cash. Like, I, I really don't. I would rather have Cam Davis in cash. I would rather have uh, – I, I, as a technical cash play, because I love Cam Davis so much and I want him in tournaments, and I want him in cash. But I put Emiliano Grillo as my cash play. I also like Grillo here. I think because of his poor putting, and I do think this is a, this is a tournament that tends to see good putting pay off a little more. Like, putting is more of a prerequisite – I think his win equity here is not as great, but I think making the cut and having a high floor is definitely in Emiliano Grillo's sweet spot here. He's been playing well, checks all the ball striking boxes. Uh, so I think I'd rather have him in cash, but give me Siwoo and give me Cam Davis in tournaments and the win equity out of those two guys. Um, I, I will enjoy a lot. Um, my fade is a guy who's played pretty freaking good here the last two attempts, and that is Carlos Ortiz. Carlos Ortiz, people are going to see, oh, my God, T4 and a T3. Wow, that's amazing. Well, he sucks right now statistically. Uh, bottom of the barrel in strokes gained approach, uh, in, you know, like greens and regulation, opportunities gained. Look at his recent form. It's all over the place. Sure, he finished 25th at the BMW. That was impressive. He also uh, was like – had one of his best weeks by miles around the green and, and putting doesn't happen very often. It was also not on Bermuda surfaces. Um, it was just an outlier week for him. The ball striking has been pretty putrid for Carlos Ortiz really since the restart before the restart. It wasn't that bad. He was actually playing really well. Um, COVID kind of jumped up and got him and, and that sucks for him, but he's not good in literally any of the key categories, except maybe distance. He's a decent Decently long player, but he's still, you know, he's still not like a super long guy in this field. So uh, people are going to see the course history and go, oh, my God, back-to-back -back top fours. I'll take him. Nope, I'm going to fade him. But there's a lot of names in here I like. I mean, I love the AK range. I, I really do. So big fan of the AK range. Um, Uh-oh, did I lose Pat? Did I lose him? Oh, shoot. We lost, we lost Pat. Let's see. What? 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 Pat. Pat. Hmm. Pat had uh, some technical difficulties. Uh, yep. Pat had some technical difficulties in the old gated community of his. So here's what we'll do. We'll just keep rolling. You know, who needs Pat? We really don't even need. We really don't even need Pat. I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll have him text in his place. How about that? Hang hang on. Let me tell him. Uh, okay, text in your seven, text your 7K and 6K plays, you schmuck. Okay, all right, 7K. Oh, I was going to say 8K, I like a lot of players there. I, I really do. I think, uh, I think that's a really sweet spot. I think Zhang, um, who played really well last week, uh, Patrick Rogers is another one who hits it a long way, putts really well could could play well here and I think Garcia even is a sneaky tournament play so I, I love the 8k range I want to see how ownership projections you know kind of work out by Wednesday I, I don't know if like building a, a lineup in the 8k range is going to be a popular thing to do or not if it is then obviously you need to pivot but I think you could make a whole roster and just live in the 8k range maybe grab a 9k guy and then and then and then camp out um, but let's talk 7k yeah, Pat's uh, gated community internet is down. So, you know, he makes fun of me for living in the country and like living on land and like I have no, like I have nothing, but I have freaking reliable internet and Pat has absolutely nothing. So, um, so here, here I am all, all by myself. I'm doing a show by myself. So let's, let's roll 7k range. Uh, okay. I like, I, I was on him last week and he played well. I, I really, 
I really think Charlie Hoffman is uh, is good in these little in these little garbage, just crappy fields. I think Charlie Hoffman gives you some win equity. Doesn't have a lot of wins for a guy who's been on the PJ Tour so much, but dang, like he's been in it and he's he's a grinder and he checks a lot of boxes. Actually, isn't terrible on Bermuda. It's not his worst surface, not his best surface. He's played here twice, got a T23 and a T35. I think Charlie is uh, is quite an interesting play now. Your, you know, potentially more popular plays in this range are going to be Denny McCarthy. Um, I think he's okay. I like Sepp Straka okay. But uh, I think Taylor Gooch is going to be good. I like Taylor Gooch. I always like Taylor Gooch. You guys know that. I do think, however, there's one name in here that is a decent pivot, and it's Nick Taylor at $7,400. The Canadian Nick Taylor won't doesn't hit it a long way, doesn't overpower a course, but he's got a great record here. Uh, he got his first victory here years ago, and and he's just a reliable player. And at seven four, he he gives you, I think, a pretty good chance of getting getting a guy through a cut. Is is what I think you're going to get. There's a lot of good names here in the seven K. I mean, I don't think anything's wrong with Hudson Swafford right now. You, you know, coming off of what he's done, he's striking the ball well. I don't think there's anything wrong with Cam Tringali. But I, you, I'm trying to give you some names that have some ownership leverage. Um, the next name I'm going to give you. So I got Hoffman. I got Nick Taylor, and then I'm going to go Christopher Ventura. You know, long, long, long hitter, pretty good putter uh, in a limited sample size, putts pretty well on Bermuda. You know, a lot of win equity for that kid too. You know, young Oklahoma State product uh, can just, you know, he almost could have won the Safeway. Irons weren't great at the Safeway, finished seventh, but it is what it is. Um, I think Ventura's due, and, I, and it wouldn't shock me to see a kid like him who, if you think about like almost like a, a corn fairy tour player, right, coming off of this corn fairy tour, could come up and win this thing. Uh, but he's he's a good player. He's a legitimate player, and I think he's going to be around for a minute. My cash play in the seven K is Hoffman. I feel very comfortable with Charlie Hoffman in cash. More comfortable than I even would with a Denny McCarthy or um, uh, or any of those guys. So I, I like Hoffman. My fade is going to be the old putrid veteran. The old putrid veteran, vet veteran, the tequila is getting here. Brant Snedeker, you know, this should be a place that Snedeker does great. Bermuda through and through, putting required, all that. Played it for the first time last year. Didn't do bad. T forty five, but I mean, he just sucks right now. He absolutely sucks right now. Historically, over his career, Bermuda is not his surface. Poa is his surface. In fact, he gains gains quite a bit of strokes on POA and bent per round over his career, but basically zero on Bermuda. We have not seen Snedeker have a top 25 finish since February at the WGC Mexico. And that was a limited field event. Like he's been terrible. So I don't know if some people are going to see the name value at 7,100 and think, Oh, I got to play Brant Snedeker. Um, you, you know, because he's Brant Snedeker and it's, it's a short game and all that. No, like just he sucks right now. Don't play Brant Snedeker. All right, this is just in. Pat has sent his picks in. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. There are friends at Indeed.com. They're the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, they give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause the account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. That's that's pretty much that's good flexibility, people. Plus, they provide powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering the Tour Junkies listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out the free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Tour Junkies. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's Indeed.com slash Tour Junkies. Go right now. Terms and conditions apply, and it is valid through September 30th. All right, here we go. I'll literally read it to you. His tournament plays are Hadley. Laugh all you want. He's showing signs of life and playing okay. He checks boxes. Okay, that's what we do here. People check boxes. 
Let me look at Chesson Hadley. I, I got to be honest, when I first saw the pricing come out, I saw Chesson Hadley's name at 7,800, like the third, fourth highest price guy. I'm like, why is Chesson Hadley 7,800? Um, I guess runner up finish here a couple of years ago, trending okay, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't really see it. Um, I would probably disagree with Pat here. Uh, for old Chess, and he does love some. He does love him some Bermuda. He does. He does like that. But seventy eight hundred for Hadley seems a little steep. Pat, I think you're. I think you're wrong there. Then he says Sep Straka. I got nothing wrong with Sep. I, I think Sep's a good player. Can definitely take advantage of of his length, score on these par fives, which you need to do. Um, if he's low owned, great. He he has missed the cut here both years, but I think he's a, he's improved year after year. He's a much better player right now than he's probably ever been entering the Sanderson Farms. So I don't, I don't really – I'll kind of throw out the course history. Don't mind Seth there. And another name that he's mentioned that I, I also don't mind, I mean, the form is definitely there, and that's Cameron Percy. All the way down at $7,200, you have a convergence of really good form and pretty good course history, like really good course history. He doesn't miss a lot of cuts here at the Sanderson, and he's got some high finishes, T11 last year, T15 a few years back. Cam Percy is probably playing pretty confident right now. He's not a long hitter, hits it like barely out of his shadow. Um, maybe that's why Pat likes him. You know, terrible putter, terrible on Bermuda, but eighth at Corrales, 23rd at the Safeway. You know, he knows he's got to make his hay in this fall season. He's Cameron Percy. He's looking in the mirror every, every week and going, I'm, I'm Cameron Percy, mate. He's Australian. I'm Cameron Percy. I can't, I can't, I can't wait and get my FedEx Cup points till till Bay Hill and, you know, Sawgrass and all that. I can't do that, mate. I'll be playing against the good players. I got to come here and pick on the, the losers, you know. So he's doing that. And so here he is, and he's thinking to himself, here's another weak field event I got to take advantage of. So it's like the Will Zalatoris motivation maybe. Um, all right, who else did he say? Okay, Cash, he <laughs> Stuart Sink. Dude, here's a quote. Dude has made 13 of 16 cuts this year, coming off a win. And <laughs> – and on Sunday when he had to hit a 333, 330-yard drive recently. Jeez. Yes, yes, that is true. Sink did hit a shockingly long ball on 18 to snatch from my clutches the 100-to-1 Harry Higgs bet uh, at the Safeway. So, F you, Stuart Sink. I will not be cheering for you. And he's going to fade Rafa Cabrera-Bello, and he gives zero reasons. So, there you go. Uh, that's Pat's 7K breakdown. 6K. Uh, a lot of great names in the 6K here. You could definitely make a case for studs and duds if you want to go up and play Scotty Scheffler, if you want to grab Sung Jay, Will, Willie Z. You can do that. I think I prefer to land on, like, maybe pick two names in the 6K and just stick with it. I don't want to have a ton of exposure to some of these guys, or, or I don't want to be, like, all over the place with some of them. I think there are some that stand, uh, you know, stand above the rest here. I had a feeling about him last week, and he he played pretty well, all things considered. Let me find him. Damn, damn, where is he? I think he was that cheap. Hang on. Uh, oh, here he is. Um, okay, Patton Kazire finished 41st at the Corrales. Yeah, okay, not great. Patton's a great putter. Ball striking has been okay uh, in the last 24 rounds. Actually, uh, checks about top – Top 15 in strokes gained par five. Uh, likes Bermuda a lot. Has finished T4 and T10 here at this event in the past. I think Kazire is going to give you a little bit of a, an ownership leverage down here. If maybe in some of the lesser chalky names that may come up down here. Um, Adam Schenk is going to be the most popular player down here by far, and probably for good reason. I think he's got a, a, a very high floor. And, you know, I – Honestly, it's 6.7. I don't mind Chalk Shink. Like, if you want to play Chalk Shink, it, it depends on how chalky, but, like, right now, Fantasy National hasn't projected it around uh, 10%. I don't think that's crazy. If he's, like, 15, 20, that may be a little ridiculous. But I don't really mind the Chalk Shink play. I just – I don't know. I, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad play at all. And he is playing very well. He's got a great record here. He checks a lot of boxes. I think he's a decent play. Davis Riley, I like him, 6.7K. I played with a Corn Ferry Tour player named Matt Atkins at my home course. It's also Matt's home course, Champions Retreat, just two weeks ago. 
and it was uh, it was right after the U.S. Open, so it was a week ago. And I was asking about Willie Zalatoris, and I, he said, "You know what, man? Honestly, Will's a good player. He's a great player, but in my opinion, Davis Riley's the best player on the Corn Ferry Tour right now, and it's not close." It's like really? He said, "Yep." You know, two wins. Will's got one. Yes, Will's been on a great run with all these top 20s. But he said, Davis Riley is as good as, as anybody on the Corn Ferry Tour right now. Book it. Then I talked to another guy on the Corn Ferry Tour. I won't say his name because he's kind of close to both these guys. He said, I said, who's better, Will Zalatoris or Davis Riley? Long term. He said, Davis Riley. It's very interesting because you have Will Zalatoris at $10,200. I just gave you two peers that watch these guys play week in and week out that say Davis Riley is better at 6.7. You know, I mean, I, I get the hot form with Will's out with Will's out I get it. It ain't like Davis Riley's not in hot form. He just didn't play well at the U S open. He, you know, he's, he's not, he didn't have the PGA tour finishes that Will's out does, but he's closed the door twice on Sunday at a corn Ferry tour event this year. I think he's worth a look. Pat also texted in. He likes Davis Riley as well. Um, you know, my boy Tim Gaiman, Nut Hut member, uh, Tim was all about Sean O'Hare last week and nailed it. I mean, Sean O'Hare, I was shocked. Um, but Sean O'Hare finished 14th at, at Corrales. He has a horrible record here, but I don't know what, what it is, but he saw something. So he does hit it, you know, hit it, hits it a decent long way, putts okay. Uh, 6,500. I don't think I'll have him, but Tim Gaiman would probably be like, hey, you need to play, you need to play this dude. Um, I like Nick Watney as a low, you know, low-priced, decent floor, make a cut kind of guy. He checks a lot of boxes, ball striking wise, and actually puts better on Bermuda than any other surface for a West Coast guy. That's kind of crazy for Watney. And then if you want to go really low, I talked him up last week. I can't remember where I talked him up. If it was on the show and or the Nut Hut. I don't know where it was, but I'm he had a good week, and that's Martin Laird. I think he's sixty one hundred dollars. Where is Martin Laird? I mean, that's like, that's like, very, 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 very cheap. Where is Laird? Party Marty, I think, is what our boy Pat Mayo calls him. Yeah, sixty one hundred dollars. Uh, he's only made one cut here out of four tries, but it was a T seven. Oh no, he didn't play that great. He finished sixty fifth. I don't know what I don't know what that was about. Anyway, um, why did I think he played well? I guess I, I was just thrilled to death he made the cut. So, all right. So, yeah, Martin Laird is a decent little play. If you want to go super cheap at 6,500, you can play him. Oh, oh, guess what? Pat is arriving back into the old, uh, the old, the old podcast here. Pat, are you, are you there? Are you with us? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. The old internet. The old you internet. You make fun of me living in the country, but my internet's reliable. Anyway, where were where were you? I I'm done. We are done with the six K range. Um, we're moving on. I gave them. I gave the people your picks. A lot of people snickered. A lot of people said you were you were crazy. Um, but you know, I, I told them no. Pat is not crazy. Great man. He's a good guy. He's very smart. And I have a we, feeling that is not at all how it went. Uh, I feel like probably ninety percent of my picks you hated. No. Uh, was there was there all right? So you have the text. I texted you the picks. Was there one single pick that I had that you liked? Uh, yes, I love your Mississippi boy Davis Riley pick. Um, love that pick. So, yeah, I've talked at length about Davis Riley. Yes. Okay. At least uh, let, me look at the, let, me, let me look at the others. I didn't mind your Sepp Straka or your Cam Percy pick, actually. I bet you hated Chesson Hadley. I, I didn't like the Chesson Hadley. I don't like the price. Like, why is Justin Hadley 7.8 like Cam Percy? I would rather have Cam Percy. Like, right now, head-to-head, you give me Cam Percy even money versus Justin Hadley, I'll take Cam Percy. Who is your fade in the 7K range? Snedeker. Okay, so not Rafa? I thought maybe you might. No, but I don't, I, don't, I don't mind that fade. And I, I like sink and cash at 7,600. The dude's – he hit a 330-yard drive. <laughs> Sink hit a 330-yard drive. Play him in cash. Well, he's like seven feet tall, so you get a big swing arc. You know what I mean? So Anyway, there's, okay. There's well, that. anyway, let's, I guess we move on. Let's move on to betting. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the betting portion of the show. Um, uh, let's look at some numbers, man. I'm looking at points bet. I'm looking at DraftKings. I wonder if they've changed a little bit. Let me refresh here. 
All right. What I've seen uh, right off the bat, points bet, I think DraftKings has a, a, a few guys at some better odds than uh, – Yeah, which is weird. Like last bet. week it was opposite. They're, they're, yeah. kind of, they're kind of going back and forth here. Um, yeah. Um, but I'll say, like, if, if we're going up top, like, you know, guys that are, you know, shorter end, I, I do like Sam Burns on uh, DraftKings. He's at 28 to one. He's at 25 to one on points bet, but I like, he I was, like Sam Burns. Burns was 35 to one a few hours ago on DraftKings. So the line is shortening. If you want to grab him, I think you grab him and he would have been the shortest one I would have looked at for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I like him. You know, we talked about Fratelli on the show uh, as far as the DFS pick. I like him at 45 to one on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I think that's mm, a pretty good number. I see that coming. I don't know that I like Fratelli in the outright market. I, I talked about him in DFS, but I, I kind of like him as a – I kind of like – I do like him in DFS, and I know he's expensive. So I like the – I think he has top ten upside. And I know he's won a PJ Tour event, but I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I don't feel like he's a winner. Which, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, well, he's won on tour. But. He, I know. I know. I know he has. I just said that. Like, he's won – but I don't, in my mind, I don't really picture him as a winner for some reason. So I have a hard time pulling the trigger on him as an outright. Okay. Well, another guy that I will say on points bet has actually a little bit better odds than he does on DK Sportsbook that we have not talked about at all is Rich, or unless you did while I was out for the last 20 or so minutes, is Richie Wierenski. He is 80 to 1 on points bet and 75 to 1 on DraftKings. I think he's going to be a like good that. play. I don't like that. I don't Why like not? That. Long off the tee, has shown some good form this year. Just, I think it was kind of a flash in the pan, honestly. I don't. No way. He's not a yeah, flash in the pan. Yeah, I think you it can't, is. You can't think that way. I'm telling you, you can't think that way. That's, that is not whatever, a way that David Barnett should think. think going for No, no. You tell me what I should think sometimes. I'm telling you right now. You can't think that Richie Wierenski is a flash in the pan. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, well, I mean, he finished third, then he missed the cut, then he went 68, then he finished 20th, and then he finished, then he missed the cut again. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's that great. I think Especially so. I think at that number. You're... Like 150 to 1. If you if you had said before this, you said, hey, what number is Richie Wierenski at? I'd be like, oh, 150 to 1. No way you would have said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would you rather have – You would have compared him have... to, like – Bronson Burgoon, who's at 150 okay. to 1. Yeah, okay, here you go. You're Bo Hostler. Some... Name those guys, but okay, I, I would rather have Keith Mitchell at 175 to one, Tyler McCumber 175 to one, JB Holmes at 175 to one, Patton Kazire at 150 to one, Nick Taylor at 125 to one. All those guys that are longer what than him. What has Patton Kazire done? One. He's like playing in member guest right now. He's not. He's not playing on. No, he's not. He finished 41st last week at the Corrales, which isn't great, but he's he's a great putter, great Bermuda guy, great Bermuda guy. Ritsky's not a Bermuda guy. It, is he? He's like a. Isn't he like a – where's he from? I can't remember. Anyway, that's way too, that's way too long about Richie Wierenski. Um, all right. I, I like – let me see if they – let me see if the lines have moved on this. All right. I love me some Siwoo Kim, and I didn't – we didn't mention Luke List, but I'll take, I'll take the outright on List and Siwoo at 55-1 to 1 on DraftKings. I like both those numbers. Those are your better – your better numbers um, list is 50 to one and Siwoo's 50 to one on points bet. So on DK, I'll take both of those. I like the win equity out of both. Luke just needs a hot putter. If, if just one week he could get a hot putter, which is a lot to ask because his putter is shite, but just one week and he'd win. He would win. He's T green. He's amazing. Um, Charlie Hoffman. 70 to one. I mentioned him in DFS. I like Hoffman 70 to one on DraftKings. I like, um, I like Zing Zing Zang. Last week. Huh? Didn't you like Hoffman last week? I did. Yeah, I did. Played okay. 15. Yeah. Okay. I like Zang. I like liked him him last week. He's 70 to one on DraftKings. Um, Nick Taylor. I I like him at 125 to one. You know, don't forget he, he's won this tournament before he won at Pebble beach. This year, I'm pretty sure that was this year. It feels like forever ago. Um, maybe it wasn't. Can't remember. But he's 125 to one on DraftKings. You know, I said length was not a requirement. Um, 
you know, or not a prerequisite. Yeah. So he's not a super long hitter, but he, he knows his way around the Sanderson and he's played here very, very well. The old Canadian Nick Taylor, 125 to one is a nice number. I still, okay. As, as bad as this guy is on Bermuda, you cannot tell me the win equity is not there with JV Holmes at 175 to one, 175 to one. He is a West, you know, he's a Poa guy for sure. People hate him because he's slow. Yep, I get it. I get it. But he's a bomber. He can get hot. He's a proven PGA Tour winner at 175 to one in a garbage field. He's right there with like David Hearn and, you know, KH Lee. I just, I just think that's too, that is too long for JB Holmes. Now, are you proud of me that I haven't said Will Gordon's name yet tonight? I thought you were going to burn say me Will so bad. I am so hurt by Will Gordon. I want him to be a thing so bad. There, there is, there is not another player on the PJ Tour that I want to be a thing like Will Gordon right now. There's just not. I love him. I want him to work, but he has burned me weeks in a row, and I'm done right now. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Cam Davis. Oh, my God, what are we doing? Is this even a show if we're not mentioning Cam Davis is 66 to 1? See, the yeah. fact that his line hasn't moved but Sam Burns' line has moved is crazy to me. I think you you got to bet Cam Davis. That, that is going to be shorter. Way. Yeah, that's going to be shorter. Another one I want to talk about, you were not on the uh, – you were not on – you were having internet problems when this happened. I told this story, and I think this is key for people that maybe just watched the sports book segment on YouTube. Uh, and I'll make this quick. I talked to two Corn Ferry Tour players in the last 10 days, two players on the Corn Ferry Tour, and I said, who's better, Will Zalatoris or Davis Riley? Both of them said Davis Riley. This is in the last 10 days, both of them. Even with all of Will's recent success, the U.S. Open and all that, they both said Davis Riley. Let's just say worst-case scenario, they're wrong, even though they watch these two guys play every week, and Will is slightly better than Davis Riley. Davis Riley is 175 to 1. Will's Alatoris is 22 to 1 to win this golf tournament. This, we talked about this at the top of the show. This is a tournament where typically in a normal year, you have Corn Ferry Tour graduates come out, and this is one of the first events they play, and plenty of them compete and win. Like, the fact that Riley is 175 to one and Zalatoris is 22 to one. And I just talked to two of their peers that watched them play and know what it takes to compete at that level. And they both said they would take Davis Riley over Will Zalatoris. I think, you know, Zalatoris has come closer and, and that may be that experience may help him close the door on a PJ tour victory sooner than Davis Riley at some point. But at some point we're going to see things level out. I think with these two. So just in case Riley pops off, I think throwing a little, you know, a little bit of a little bit of jingle jangle on Mr. Davis Riley is not a bad move. And it is home in his home state of Mississippi might be a great idea at 175 to one. I don't mind it at all. I like that play. I mean, to, and um, you can I'm even sure. you know maybe maybe the win equity isn't a thing, but he's 16 to one as a top 10. You know, maybe you look at him at a at a top 10. Any other any other bets for you? Outrights? No, I think that's about it. Um, I do. Uh, let's see. I probably will have some in the. You know, we get asked a good bit in the Nut Hut on Wednesday about some of our first round leader bets and some of our uh, mm -hmm. some guys that we've come on later in the week. Um, one another reason to 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 join the Nut Hut. Mm -hmm. uh, because we come up with some of those and, and Swafford was probably one I may have mentioned as first round leader, but anyway, so we, we get asked a good bit in the nut hut about some of those type bets. So I'll probably have some of those on, on Wednesday night, but right now that is all I got. And it's, and it gives us a little more time to see the line movement and to see these different books and what they're doing and, and things like that. And, 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 you know, because there could be some major differences on some guys, um, you know, between the books. So you want to be able to, to look at that and have a chance to, to pay attention to that. Um, yeah. And while I'm looking at it, Davis Riley is uh, seven to one in the top 20 market on DraftKings. 
I have two other top 20s that I like. If I'm going to do a top 20, it's going to be a I, – I can't bet it if it's not a double-digit number. I just I, – I can't do it. So, I'll go Sebastian Kaplan at 12-1, to 1, who, if you were paying attention, Seabass played pretty well last week at, at, uh, uh, at Corrales. And, you know, we, we know Seabass and his agent. And I had heard – we had heard a couple months ago probably that he was struggling a little bit mentally. He went home to Denmark to kind of go back to his old coach to kind of reset a little bit. Because when he first came out on tour, he was actually pretty – he was pretty solid. He contended. He had some good finishes. And then he just kind of, like, lost it for a minute. So his first event back, he plays pretty well last week. I'm pretty sure – well, maybe he may have played the safe way. I'm not looking at it. But um, played well last week. And he's a scorer. He's a long player, long long hitter, aggressive player, um, and can can compete in birdie fest. 12-1 to 1 for a 20, uh, top 20 bet I think is interesting. And then a name that I mentioned in the DFS portion that I just think is a, a solid guy all around. He's not really flashy, but he's been on the PJ Tour for freaking forever. And he could pop up with a top 20 in a birdie fest, and that's Martin Laird at 10 to 1. So top 20 market for me, that's that's it. I think that's all I got, dude. I think that's all I got. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, listen, let's keep the heater going. Check out DB's Big Ball's betting card. You got Pat's Fantasy Golf Small Yay article coming. The 10 key stats that you need to know are already up on tourjunkies.com. All the write-ups are free on tourjunkies.com. Check them out. They'll hit on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'd love for you to join us in the Nut Hut if you're not already a member. It's $10 a month. Super easy. We're not the only people in there that give advice. We've got some really sharp listeners that are very engaged. Um, that are in there all the time. We'll have our live chat on Wednesday night in the Nut Hut, probably around 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Chalk Bomb Ben is back, and the Chalk Bomb email is back this week, so check your inbox for that. Subscribe if you haven't already over on tourjunkies.com, bottom right-hand corner of any page. You can do that. And let's keep the, uh, let's keep the, train, let's keep the train rolling, man. The Hudson Swafford week has invigorated me for the fall swing. And I am jazzed. I am jazzed in my middle parts right now. I kind of am too. Yeah. I guess. Makes it's sort of weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. All right. Well, let's head over to do TJ after dark over on DraftKings YouTube channel. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for supporting the tour junkies, despite it being football season. Uh, we know it's tough. We know we hear it all the time. Hey guys, love you, but I'll, I'll see you in January. It's February. It's football season. Okay, we get it. If that's not you, we appreciate it. You're the diehards that we love, the golf addicts. That's what it's about. Thank you guys. May your screens be green. Have a great week. See you. Oh.